Adventure as Jones. Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? I hope I meet you well. Um, today at Modern Heathen Man, I have a special um, thing going on. You hear the beeping. I'm sorry, it's, we're in my car, we're driving somewhere. I have some friends with me today. I have Angela and Kevin. I also have my wife, Kelly. Hello. So we're going to go ahead and go over a few things. Um, Angela and Kevin are not of the heathen background or persuasion, so heathenry to them is foreign. So when we talk about different things, um, you'll get what we're talking about as we go on. So let's get into it. So grab yourself a horn, grab yourself a mug, grab yourself some meat, grab yourself some coffee, sit back and enjoy modern heathen man. So let's get right into it today. Um, anything from you, Kelly? You got anything to talk about today? Right. Now, we as heathens don't really celebrate Samhain, Samhain, or what you call it. We do do winter findings. This is when the veil is the thinnest between um, the realm of the dead and the realm of the living. Um, you know, with, uh, like, uh, Day of the Dead for the Spanish culture and things like that. So, it's where we feel closest to our ancestors, closest to um, the people that brought us to this world and helped us through. Um, veneration of the ancestors is really important at this time. Um, we want to make sure that we're doing something to venerate them, to um, speak with them, to spend some time with them, have them speak with us, and help us along in the things that we're doing, and, you know, just really acknowledge their existence and feel them around us. Um, with that said, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, um, Angela is of the right. Norse persuasion, your family, I won't give her last name out, but it's definitely a Norse last name, a Scandinavian last name, um, we know that I talk about quite a bit those people who believe that Asatru and heathenry is only for those people of that descent. So what I'd like to do is talk to Angela a little bit about um, how she feels about those people that really venerate her ancestors' gods and venerate her ancestors, period, in general. And follow the religion of her ancestors and the things that are, I don't want to say predicated to her culture, but specifically of her culture and how she feels about those things going on. Um, also, Kevin is, also, Kevin is of the persuasion of that background. So this is why I wanted to talk to them and bring them onto the show and see uh, what they have to say. I think we can, you know, get along and enjoy ourselves and really just talk about different things of their culture, and I think they'll enjoy it as well. So before we begin, do you guys have any, any questions yeah. regarding the things that we do from your culture? Uh, I do, actually. Do you guys do Halloween? We don't do Halloween, per se. We do what's called the winter findings. Oh, so that is your Halloween. Is it on the... It's not actually a Halloween. We, we venerate the ancestors. So we go through, like, you know how you have your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and things like that? Yeah. We believe that we still um, have connections with those people, that those people still go with us every single day and help us through. And in our um, path and our religion and our, what we do, we believe we have the ability to ask them questions and that they've already been through the things that we're going through and already understand the things that we're going through and are able to help us through it, through not just our DNA, but just being our ancestors, period, and, you know, talking with us from the other world. 
Um, winter findings is when they are closest to us and when that veil is thinnest that we can hear that other side a lot better than we normally could. And how would you go about hearing them? Um, we listen with our hearts, we listen with our minds, we do some um, different things like we, uh, in our rituals, we talk to them specifically. So at a lot of our altars, we'll be putting down pictures of certain ancestors and literally physically talking to them and trying to hear what they have to say to us through um, veneration and through just quiet contemplation. Um, what day is it on? On the 30th, actually. Oh, okay. So now the 30th. So what all do you put on your altars? Like, how does that work? Um, altars are different for different people. Um, each path is unique to each person. So um, my altar has just a lot of um, working stuff on it. So a horn, a bowl for offerings, um, the ring for making an oath, my hammer for representation of Thor and cleansing the area. Um, some candles, some incense, and um, when I'm doing ancestor veneration, there'll be a picture of one of my ancestors on there, things like that. Or if I'm doing something for a specific god, there'll be things that represent that specific god or the specific okay. gods that I'm venerating. Yeah. Um, how long have you been Norse pagan? Me? Yeah. Um, a little over 15 years, 16 years wow. maybe? practicing, like hard practicing for about 11 years now. So, What made you choose that over Christianity? That's a good question. <laughs> I chose uh, I chose this over Christianity because I felt it is a more Christian religion than Christianity. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but in the sense that um, we don't have a devil. In three quarters one. of a mile, turn um, right. So nobody tells us to do something bad. Nobody um, dictates to us what we can do that's bad. Nobody tempts us to do bad things. If we do bad things, it's because we are doing the bad thing. And we need to look at ourselves and um, change that. In our religion, we have something called frith. And it's how you deal with other people and how other people deal with you and how the gods deal with you. If your frith is bad that frith will not let you do other things that you want to do or need to do Turn or right. seek to do. Oh. So like if I want to get closer to let's say Thor and in venerating him, if my frith with my fellow man is not proper, I'm not going to be able to go ahead and venerate him properly or get close oh. to him because why get close to somebody who's just a jerk? Right. So we have um, that and that to me was one of the things. Secondly, um, heathens are one of the most generous people you'll ever meet in your life, to be honest with you. Um, we don't hold grudges with people. We don't hold this. Your yay is your yay, and your nay is your nay, like the Bible says. Unless a brother or somebody gives you a reason to think otherwise, um, if they say something, you take for granted what they say, and that's their word. And their word is their bond, and their bond is good. So, yeah, so I attribute that it was more, I don't want to say more Christian than Christianity, but honestly, it's more of a natural progression forward as to what kind of a religion I want to be part of. Okay. Yeah. So is there a hell? There is a hell, actually. It's the realm of Hela, who is the um, person. Are you talking about? The, yeah, the goddess of the afterlife. Now, a hell in the sense of a Christian hell, like a bad place to go. 
Um, there is a place like that that's for the worst of the worst people. Um, we believe that everybody has a chance to change. Everybody has a chance to change their frith and be a better person. Um, How do you go about changing your frith? You just do it. You begin becoming a better person. Oh, you begin okay. Looking so you just improve yourself. Right. You improve yourself and you keep improving yourself. You go back to those people that you've harmed and you try to make yourself better by apologizing them. It's their choice to take your apology. If they don't, they don't. But as long as you do it, it's it's good. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, there is a really bad place um, for people that are really, really bad. Um, and our religion says that you're strapped down to volcanic rocks and that poison drips from the ceiling and the place is full of serpents. Oh but it's for, like, people that are, like, rapists and really hardcore murderers and things like that. Now, when we say the realm of Hella or Hell for us, that place is a place that's like here, like we live on Earth. Um, everybody has farmland and just lives and chills out with each other and is good to each other, and that's it. Just like here. So, yeah. I was watching a movie, um, and it had where they gave, uh, what do you have to offer when you die? Like, they came upon this choosing thing. Right. I didn't really understand. Is that talk about gods of Egypt last night? Oh, okay. So if you're watching, no, we don't have. So when you die in um, in our place, I, I actually wrote a really long paper on this, where we go and we die. So number one, it depends on where you die. If you're a warrior and you die in battle, okay, um, Hela gets to choose first if she wants you. If she doesn't want you, or um, Freya. Freya, sorry, pardon me. Frey gets to choose first if she wants you. If she wants you for her, you go to her realm. If she doesn't, then Odin gets to choose you for Valhalla. Um, if you go to Valhalla, you become one of the warriors that will battle on um, Ragnarok. But you spend your day battling, eating pork at night, and drinking meat at night with your other warrior friends. Um, you kill each other all day, and you get back up and start all over the next day. So... Wow. So it depends where you die. If you die at sea, what's the name of the place? Called? I can't remember right now. Uh, yeah, I wrote a long paper about it. But um, if you die at sea, there's a special realm that you go to um, and things like that. So it depends on where you die and how you die. Yeah. Who is Freya? Freya is one of the gods. That's the. Um, sagas and stuff, they are intertwined and like you can choose one over the other or choose one for the other. So, yeah. So what's your favorite god? I don't have a favorite oh, you god. Don't have a favorite it's kind of like, and this is one of the things I try to um, steer people away from. A lot of people want to have what they call their patron god or their, you know, their god uh -huh. of favor. Um, if a god chooses you and is, you know, favored on you, that's one thing. Um, another thing is, like, imagine... Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple gods here. So you have Odin, who's the god of wisdom and, you know, long-suffering and things like that, right? Yeah. And then you have Air, who's the god of, like, healing and stuff. So what if you venerated Odin all the time because all you want is wisdom, but then all of a sudden your child becomes sick and you venerate Air? Now, 
the problem that most people don't understand with our gods is our gods could care less what you do down here. Oh. They don't really want to interact with you. They don't have to interact with you. Um, it's not like that. We don't worship our gods. We venerate them. So, in the sense that, like, when you have a friend who needs something, if they come to you for something and you have it, if they're a really good friend, you're going to give it to them, right? Right. Okay. But what if that friend neglects you all the time and goes to your other friend's house all the time? If they come to you for something, would you give them what they need? Yeah. Right. Because you're like, well, you're not really a good friend. Why right. would I waste my time at giving you what you need? And the gods are the same way. Oh, yeah. So, um, any other questions? You got any questions, Kevin? Okay. I'm still have to sleep. Okay. Uh, is there a Christmas? <laughs> there is, Yule. Oh. And everything you celebrate on Christmas basically comes from us. Oh. And everything from how you decorate to some of the traditions you do from like um, the holly in the ceiling and Those red balls the Christmas trees. Yep. Yep. Holly basically comes from the statement Yule Tidings, maybe? Yeah, Yule Tidings. That's Yule is our oh. is our Christmas basically. It's the middle of the great hunt and the celebration of um, the ending of the darkness. Oh, what's and the darkness? The, so the darkness is when the time starts changing as you notice now it starts to get dark a lot oh, earlier. Yeah. Well, in the Scandinavian countries, which are a lot farther north in the globe, darkness lasts a lot longer. So they need to make sure that they have all the stuff in their storehouses for their winter um, before the darkness will come. That's right. Before the darkness will come and they can't grow stuff anymore because it becomes again big and cool. They call it the Great Hunt because they believe a wolf is roaming the countryside hunting everything, you know, and taking away what you have. So. On Yule, it's the middle of that time, and when the Earth is at the point where the daylight starts becoming a little bit longer, so it's the ending of the Great Darkness, it's the end of the dark, the time where we don't have, it's the time where we can have, and usually we celebrate at that point and say, take what we do have, and say, okay, this is extra, let's use that for a big celebration, and that's what we do. So that's where Yule comes from. Okay. Yeah. Are, are you Scandinavian? I am not Scandinavian per se, but my relatives were the people in England that you know as the um, as the Viking kings. Okay. So I am related to King Knut, oh. and I'm also related to King Rollo, who was king of France, both of which were Viking kings. Well, that is impressive. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Kelly's more Scandinavian than I am. What are some of the rituals? We're talking about rituals. There's a lot of different rituals. We have what's called a bloat, which used to be a blood offering. Uh, not many people use blood any longer. We use just sacrificing something that we have. Um, like an inanimate object? No. So, like, um, what you want to do is you want to do something that takes you time and effort and skill, and you want to create that or do that, and then you want to sacrifice that to the gods. Okay. So, like... Um, one of the things was, I, I remember reading, just got into heathenry, how these people spent three years building this beautiful Viking boat, like a replica of a Viking boat. Wow. Spent three years creating it, and then set it on fire and sacrificed it to the gods. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they took those three years of their life and all that they did, and they sacrificed it to the gods to show how much they still want to venerate the gods. But if the gods don't care about us, and... Uh, 
don't want anything to do with us, right. why worship them? We don't worship or, them. Why, why follow them? Why ask for their favor? Well, because they can give us different things that we ask for. Um, so, like, they're able to provide protection. Like, Thor is able to provide protection for us and so on and so forth. Again, we go back to that friendship thing. Imagine you had a friend that had a lot of guns that could protect you in a time of badness. You know, would you not want to venerate that person, spend time with them, and be happy with them, and make them your friend? And it's the same thing with the gods. We look at each god and what they do, and what they're able to manipulate on the earth, and what we do is we venerate them because someday we may need that. And this is not really a relationship... How do I want to explain this right? This is not really a thing where you worship a god and the god gives you what you worship. A lot of people have that Christian ideal of what this religion is. This is more of a path for yourself, a path of learning, a path of self-awareness, a path of um, ancestry, warrior veneration, learning who you are while still getting a little bit of help here and there. The gods are not obligated to help you if you do stuff for them, just like you're not obligated to do things for the gods if they ask you to, you know? Like, um, I always give this as, an, uh, as a difference. Like, a Christian, if God, their God says to them, go to Africa and become a missionary over there and take nothing with you, what is that Christian person going to do? Go to Africa with nothing. Right, they're going to spend all their money, go to Africa with nothing, go over there, probably end up starving to death and die, right? Right. And you'll look at them, oh, they're a great Christian, they did exactly what their God asked. If Thor or Odin asked me to go to Africa... I am able to say to Odin, if you want me to go to Africa, dude, it costs money. You need to provide that to me. Oh. Yeah. And I'm not going with nothing because I have to eat and my family has to eat and we have to do stuff. So you need to provide those things too. If you really want me to go, that's what I need to go. So it's more of a, I don't want to say friendship, but more of an even keel with our gods than it is with the Christian gods. It's a 50-50 thing. Yeah, it's a 50-50 thing. So, yeah. And we venerate them because we know they have the ability to help us. We know that they can if they want to. And the closer it's like, it's like with any friends that you help me, I help you situation. Right. And the closer you are to the gods, the more apt they are to help you. Oh. Yeah. So So let me ask you a few questions. Okay? Ooh. Angela. So coming from that background, how do you feel about people that I don't want to say um, take what is yours, but in a sense, um, you know, your ancestors did this did this religion, and this was their their basic religion. So, what do you think of people using it today? Uh, I really think it's kind of cool. Um, I like to study religions a little bit, not a lot, but um, I like to. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. You're open-minded to it. Yeah. What do you think about the people that believe that this religion is only for those of um, Norse descent or nationality? Mm, I don't know. I think that anybody can uh, have whatever religion they want. Right. It doesn't bother me that people that aren't Scandinavian or Norwegian practice, it doesn't bother me at all. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people call it, you know, appropriation of um, your your uh, heritage and stuff like that. And, I mean, I get where those people are coming from. I really do understand it. But in the same token, I believe that, you know, if the Vikings had the chance, they would have taken over the whole world. 
Right. You know, they, they were in America, they were in, you know, the Scandinavian areas, they were in England, they were in, you know, as far south as the Mediterranean. Oh. So I think, you know, almost in Africa, if they had a chance, they would have taken over the whole world. They would have just taken all that they could. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah, they would have, yeah. But that's that's what I believe personally. I mean, I just don't think they had the time to do that. Um, and to limit that would be, I don't know, just an atrocity to me. Right. So that's the way I look at it. What is your input in that, Kevin? What was the question again? How, how do you feel about people um, basically following the religion today of your ancestors that may not be of that background? I mean, I agree with Angie. Um, I don't believe anybody should be tied down to one religion if they don't want to be, you know? Okay. I mean, I, be- I believe in free will. You choose what you want to choose in this life and follow the consequences that follow behind it, you know? Right. Okay, cool. Um, so, like, is there anything, like, um, that you've heard about that sounds really strange or really weird in the heathen um, religion that you have questions about or anything? Not really. Not me. I mean, Angie may have a few. But for me, I, I mean, yeah, I follow practices and everything like that, but I don't get into them that much and everything. Gotcha. Because I've... I've read the Bible through and through, and there's just too many contradictions on each other in that Bible. That, and and there's one saying in the whole th- whole thing that has just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It says it literally says never believe anything man made. Right. But the problem is there's no proof on that Bible either that it's not man made. It was written by man. Right. So it's a contradiction in itself. Yeah, it's telling you not to believe it itself. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So I will uh, go over this. This was really cool. Um, Continue on. I had a chance and an opportunity to to uh, read the runes for Angela. And um, what did you think about them? Without giving away your question that you had or anything like that. It was creepy um, accurate. It was creepy accurate? Yeah, it was creepy. What did you think about seeing them for the first time? Like the, what they were? And... I, I was very intrigued. Um... It's a weird feeling to look at something that you know is part of your heritage. You've never seen it before. But it does make you feel a certain kind of way that I can't describe. describe. Um, I really felt closer to the family that I never got to meet. Um, I just thought the experience was pretty cool all around. Yeah. What did you think of the answer it gave you? I mean, was was it accurate? It was creepy accurate. Okay. Yeah, like, it was spot on. Um, And then when you laid down on the extra ones. Right, the final It just com- it compounded. It was even more creepy after it. It was crazy. Gotcha. Gotcha. You have anything to say, Kelly? Not really. Oh, yeah, we have an update on our son. Oh, yeah, yeah. My son, I, I want to tell you guys, I have an update on my son in the Army. He, uh, a few things have changed since uh, he went in. I'm really proud of him. He's a warrior. Um, you know, it's, it's really good, but... Um, he had some problems where he had an injury and he thought he may have to recycle. Um, he pushed through that and um, they did some stuff and now he's doing really well. He was the platoon leader for the last two weeks. Um, and what else do you have, Kelly? Go ahead. Um, he's working on his marksman and expert marksman um, certifications. He's uh, he's actually really happy. Like when we talk to 
talked to him yesterday, he sounded like he was really happy and glad he made this decision to do this. He does have that warrior spirit. Yeah, he does, definitely. Um, when he was wanting to give up, I was reminding him that he has really big shoes to fill. That, you know, the people before him wanted to give up, I'm sure, at times. And they just pushed through and kept going. And, you know, they're the people we remember and tell stories about today. And that if you give up, you know, it would be the worst thing you could ever do. Because he would always have in his life then someone look back on it and say, what if I would have continued? What if I would have done this? And once you lose that opportunity, that opportunity is gone. So, you know, I told him, push through. You know, you can do it. You know, if you make it here, you'll make it for sure. So we're really happy that um, he's got that warrior spirit, that he's pushing through, that he's doing what he has to do, and yeah, we're really excited for him, so. And then he's, uh, he's attending pagan services. Yeah, he has to attend the Wiccan church because there's only two other guys that are heathen, um, so they all get together, the two of them, and they do the things, but he was really excited that he gets off all of our holidays. So he gets off once a month, and they're not allowed to ask him to do anything for that time frame um, because he is heathen and because it is a holiday and because it's recognized. So um, he's really excited about that. So um, he, he can gets actually to attend a bonfire. Yeah. On uh, on Samhain. Yep, he gets to attend a bonfire, which again is one of our rituals. Um, he hasn't done a bloat or anything yet, but a bonfire is definitely uh, something he's looking forward to. So. Um, on that note, I'm thinking about having a bonfire. When did we say, maybe in two weeks? Uh, yeah, we were going to have one for um, winter findings. Yeah, winter findings, we were going to have a bonfire. So um, I may do a live thing from there and um, have a bloat and stuff and do what we want to do it's there. Blood? The blood offering. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, so I'll do a bloat there and stuff like that. We'll do a full ritual for winter findings. It'll be fun. We'll venerate the ancestors, venerate the gods and venerate the, um, the warriors. So in that warrior spirit for my son, so he can know that we're celebrating the same time he is. Um, with that said, is there anything else, guys? Okay. I want to thank you all for joining me for Modern Heathen Man today. I hope this was a little bit informative for you and it was a little talk back and forth. Um, I like having guests on because it gives a different point of view sometimes. So, if you enjoyed it, make sure you uh, join the Facebook group, Modern Heathen Man. Uh, make sure you put down there what you liked, what you disliked, and uh, we'll go ahead and get this online for you so everybody can go ahead and listen to it. I want to thank you all once again for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. I want to hail you for wanting to become a better heathen. Hail the gods for the great day that they gave us today, and um, hail the ancestors today and the warriors. Thank you. <laughs>